discontinued neutrality, it is said that Italy was asked to be satisfied with the Trentino, while nothing was said as to Trieste. March 14th Rome reports that Emperor Francis Joseph, despite urgent solicitations of Emperor William, refuses to sanction any cession of territory to Italy and insists that Von Below's negotiations with the Italian government be stopped, Premier Salandra's personal organ, the Giornale d'Italia, says Italy must obtain territorial expansion, National League meets at Milan and demands, through intervention in the war, the liberation of all Italians from Austrian rule. March 15th exchange of telegraphic money orders with Austria is suspended, the traveling post offices on trains bound for the Austrian frontier are also stopped, it is denied that Austria has refused to cede any territory whatever, but that what she is willing to cede is far too little from the Italian viewpoint. March 16th report from Rome states that an authoritative outline of the territorial demands of Italy shows that she wishes a sweep of territory to the north and east which would extend her boundary around northern end of the Adriatic as far south as Fiume on the eastern coast, this would include Austrian naval base at Pola and the provinces of Trent and Trieste, von Below is said to have assured Italian government that concessions will be made, March 18th Germans are leaving the Riviera. March 20th Identification cards for use in active service are distributed among soldiers. March 21st King signs the decree promulgating a national defense law, which will become operative tomorrow. The law gives the government various powers necessary for efficient war preparations. Parliament adjourns until the middle of May, leaving military preparations in hands of the government. March 22nd Austrians and Germans are advised by their consuls to leave Italy as quickly as possible. March 23rd Crowds in streets of Venice clamor for war, government orders seizure of 29 freight cars with material destined for crude gun works in Germany. March 26th All is ready for general mobilization, seven complete classes are already under the colors, Austrian and German families are leaving. March 27th Italian Consul at Buenos Aires calls a meeting of agents of Italian steamship lines and warns them to be in readiness for possible transportation of 60.000 reservists. March 28th report from Bern that Emperor William in person has persuaded Emperor Francis Joseph to cede the territory to Italy which the latter desires. It is also said that negotiations are being conducted with Rome directly and solely by Berlin, Persia. March 18th India Office of British Government says that documents have reached London showing that German consular officers and businessmen have been engaged in intrigues with the object of facilitating a Turkish invasion of Persia. March 20th Persian government calls upon Russia to evacuate the province of Azerbaijan, northwest Persia. March 25th Kurds and Turks are massacring Christians at Urumia, northwestern Persia. Situation of American Presbyterian Mission there is described as desperate. Dr. Harry P. Packard, doctor of the American Missionary Station, risks his life to unfurl American flag and save Persian Christians at Geoktopa. 15.000 Christians are under protection of American Mission and 2.000 under protection of French Mission at Urumia. It is learned that Abdul Passion, the last of 103 villages to be taken after resistance. The Kurds shot the male citizens in groups of five, while the younger women were taken as slaves, 20.000 Persian Christians are dead or missing, while 12.000 are refugees in the Caucasus, disease is raging among the refugees. March 26 Turks force their way into the compound of the American mission at Urumia, seize some Assyrian Christian refugees and kill them, Turks beat and insult American missionaries, American and British consuls at Tiburides. Near Arumia, 
had joined in appeal to general commanding Russian forces at Tabriz to go to a relief of American mission at Urumia, which is described as practically besieged by Turks and Kurds, United States State Department is active and asks Ambassador Morgenthau at Constantinople to urge the Turkish government to send protection, Persian War Relief Committee cables funds to American consul at Tabriz for relief at Urumia. March 27th Turkish Grand Vizier issues orders that Christians in disturbed Persian regions be protected and uprisings be suppressed. March 28th Turkish regulars are due to arrive at Urumia to protect Christians and suppress disorder. Turkish War Office says that no acts of violence have been committed at Urumia. Grand Vizier states that reported atrocities are grossly exaggerated. March 30th Turkish government gives renewed assurances to Ambassador Morgenthau that protection will be given to Christians at Urumia. Romania, March 6 Parliament passes a law empowering government to proclaim a state of siege until the end of the war. If such a step is thought necessary, military representatives of the government are seeking to place large orders for arms and ammunition with American firms. March 12th Prime Minister Joe Mesco is quoted in a newspaper interview as saying that he is sure the Allies will force the Dardanelles, the result of which will be that Romania will join the war. March 15th Romania's war preparations are causing an easiness in Austria-Hungary. March 18th government seizes a large quantity of shells in transit from Germany for Turkish troops. Russia. March 1st Paris Temps says that the Allies have reached an agreement by which Russia will have free passage through the Dardanelles. March 4th village women capture and bind a detachment of German soldiers. March 24th Congress of Representatives of the Nobility. In annual session at Petrograd. Passes resolutions stating that the vital interests of Russia require full possession of Constantinople, and both shores of the Bosporus and the Dardanelles and the adjacent islands. Turkey, March 9th American missionaries, arriving in New York from Jerusalem, say that the fall of the Dardanelles will probably mean a massacre of Jews and Gentiles in the Holy Land. March 11th there is a panic in Constantinople and many foreigners are leaving. March 15th All Serbs and Montenegrins have been ordered to leave Constantinople within 24 hours. March 18th The rich are leaving Constantinople, Germans from the provinces are concentrating there. March 19th Appalling conditions prevail in Armenia, following massacres by Turks and Kurds. United States. March 1st Indictments are returned by the Federal Grand Jury in New York against the Hamburg American Steamship Company and against officials of the line on the charge of conspiring against the United States by making out false clearance papers and false manifests in connection with voyages made by four steamships. To supply German cruiser Karlsruhe and auxiliary cruiser Kaiser Wilhelm der Grosse with coal and provisions, indictments are returned by the Federal Grand Jury in New York against Richard P. Stigler, a German. Thus Dave Cook and Richard Madden on the charge of conspiracy to defraud the government in obtaining a passport. March 2nd three indictments charging the illegal transportation of dynamite in interstate commerce are returned by the federal grand jury in Boston against Warner Horn, a German, who tried to destroy the International Railway Bridge at Vanceboro. Me. Last month, extradition proceedings by Canada. Official state. Will probably have to be halted until this indictment is disposed of. March 7th Horn is made a federal prisoner in Maine. March 8th Karl Ruhrlied, who was arrested in January with four Germans to whom he had issued spurious American passports, pleads guilty in the federal district court to charge of conspiring to defraud the United States government, and is sentenced to three years imprisonment. The four Germans who bought passports are fined 200 each. The Department of Justice is still investigating in belief there are other conspirators. 
March 16 Stigler turns state's evidence and testifies against Cook and Madden in the federal district court. March 18 Cook and Madden are found guilty, the jury making a strong recommendation for mercy, before the United States Commissioner at Bangor. Me. Horn claims that his act was an act of war and contests right of the courts to try him. March 19 Stigler is sentenced to 60 days imprisonment, and Cook and Madden do 10 months. United States Commissioner at Bangor decides that Horn must stand trial in Boston. March 24th Major General Hughes, Minister of Militia and Defense for Canada, states in the Canadian Parliament that two dozen Americans with the first Canadian contingent have fallen in battle, and that hundreds more are in the Canadian regiments fighting bravely. March 25th Horn is taken to Boston from Portland, after two unsuccessful attempts to obtain a writ of habeas corpus. March 31st Leon C. Thrasher of Hardwick, Mass., an American by birth, was among the passengers lost on the Falaba, American Embassy in London and the State Department are investigating, the Thrasher family appeals to Washington for information about his death, Raymond Swoboda, American, a passenger on the French liner Terrain, which was imperiled by fire at sea on March 6th, has been arrested in Paris charged with causing the fire, relief work. March 1st Herbert C. Hoover, chairman of the American-Belgian Relief Committee, issues statement in London that the Germans had scrupulously kept their promise, given in December, not to make further requisitions of foodstuffs in the occupied zone of Belgium for use by the German army, he says the Germans had never interfered with foodstuffs imported by the Commission and that all these foodstuffs had gone to the Belgian civil population, Mr. Hoover further states that every Belgian is today on a ration from this commission, every state in the Union contributes to the fund for the Easter Argosy, the ship which it is planned the children of the United States will send with a cargo to Belgium in the name of Princess Marie Jose, the little daughter of the King and Queen of the Belgians, plans are made for the sending of two ships with cargoes supplied by the people of the state of New York, March 2nd American Red Cross sends large shipments of supplies to Serbia and Germany, for American Red Cross nurses sail for Germany, Serbian Agricultural Relief Committee asks for farming implements. March 5th Mississippi, Ohio, and Nebraska form organizations to send relief ships. American Red Cross is sending large consignments of supplies to the American Relief Clearing House in Paris. March 8th report from London states that it has just become known in Budapest that Countess Sechimai, formerly Miss Gladys Vanderbilt, contracted smallpox while nursing in a Budapest military hospital and has been dangerously ill for a fortnight, a hospital, exclusively for the care of wounded soldiers whose cases require delicate surgical operations, is ready for work at Cogaine under the direction of Dr. Alexis Carroll of the Rockefeller Institute for Medical Research. March 9th in gratitude for American help, the municipal authorities of Louvain inform the American Commission for Relief in Belgium that, when Louvain is rebuilt, Squares or streets will be named Washington, Wilson, and American Nation. March 11th American Red Cross announces plan to send two units for service with the Belgian Army. March 12th Philadelphians give 15.000 for establishment of a Philadelphia ward in the American Ambulance Hospital in Paris. Other wards bear the names of New York, Providence, New Haven, and Buffalo. March 14th letter to the British Red Cross from Sir Thomas Lipton says that typhus is threatening Serbia. March 16th Mrs. John Hayes Hammond, National Chairman of the War Children's Christmas Fund, has received letters from Princess Mary of England, and the Russian Ambassador to the United States, writing in behalf of the Empress of Russia, expressing thanks for the Christmas supply sent from the United States. 
March 17th Met. Van der Velde, wife of the Belgian Minister of State, has collected nearly 300.000 in the United States for Belgian relief, and plans to sail for Europe in a few days. March 20th Serbian legation in London sends appeal to United States for aid for Serbia from the Archbishop of Belgrade. March 22nd General Komarov, as special emissary of the Tsar, visits the American hospital in Petrograd and thanks the Americans for their help in caring for Russian wounded. March 23rd contributions for the Easter Argosy reach 125.000. Letter to Belgian Relief Committee brings the thanks of King Albert for American help. American Red Cross sends 27 tons of supplies to Belgian Red Cross. March 24th General Shaw for cables thanks to the Lafayette Fund, which is sending comfort kits to the French soldiers in the trenches. March 25th American Commission for Relief in Belgium announces that arrangements have been completed for feeding to .500.000 French in the north of France. Behind the German lines, for the past month the Commission has fed more than 500.000 French. It is planned that the Easter Argosy will sail on May 1st. March 26th financial report issued in London by the American Commission for Relief in Belgium states that foodstuffs of a total value of area code 20000000 have been delivered to Belgium since the Commission began work. And area code 19000000 worth of foodstuffs is in transit or stored for future shipments. 8.500.000 has been provided by benevolent contributions. And the remaining area code 30500000 through banking arrangements set up by the Commission of the Benevolent Contributions the United States has provided 4.700.000, United Kingdom, 1.200.000, Canada, 900.000, Australasia, 900.000, clothing which has been distributed is estimated to have been worth an additional 1.000.000, it is announced that Queen Alexandra, as President of the English Red Cross Society, has written an autograph note to Mrs. Whitelaw Reed in London expressing gratitude for the aid given by the American Red Cross. March 30th the cash collected by the Belgian Relief Fund, New York, now totals January 0, said to be the largest amount ever raised in the United States for relief of distress in a foreign country. The day by Henry Chappell, the author of this poem is Mr. Henry Chappell, a railway porter at Bath, England. Mr. Chappell is known to his comrades as the Bath Railway Poet. You boasted the day, and you toasted the day, and now the day has come, blasphemer, braggart and coward hall, little you wreck of the numbing ball, the blasting shell, or the white arms, fall, as they speed poor humans home, you spied for the day, you lied for the day, and woke the day's red spleen, monster, who asked God's aid divine, then strewed his seas with the ghastly mine, not all the waters of all the Rhine can wash thy foul hands clean. You dream for the day. You scheme for the day. Watch how the day will go. Slayer of age and youth and prime defenseless slain for never a crime. Thou art steeped in blood as a hog in slime. False friend and cowardly foe. You have sown for the day. You have grown for the day. Yours is the harvest red. Can you hear the groans and the awful cries? Can you see the heap of slain that lies? And sightless turn to the flame split skies the glassy eyes of the dead. You have wronged for the day. You have longed for the day that lit the awful flame. Tease nothing to you that hill and plain yield sheaves of dead men amid the grain, that widows mourn for their loved ones slain, and mothers curse thy name. 
but after the day there is a price to pay for the sleepers under the sob, and him you had mocked for many a day listen, and hear what he has to say, vengeance is mine, I will repay, what can you say to God, 